Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Thursday, the 23rd of June, 2022. If you are a brand new listener or a brand new subscriber, welcome aboard. Thank you very much for plugging into the podcast and I trust that the uh, information, the content that I share today will be of value to you on your quest to move forward to become an exceptional sales letter, but also enough for you to come back tomorrow next week to uh, check out more episodes of the podcast. And of course, don't forget, there is a plethora of episodes uh, before this one. In fact, this one will be, I think, episode number 451. So uh, 450 previous episodes for you to digest over the last couple of years that hopefully will help you in your quest, as I said, to become an exceptional sales leader. And by the way, something to also pass on to your team, share with your team to help them become exceptional in what they do as well as individual contributors. And maybe, just maybe, some of them might have aspirations to be a sales leader as well. So this sort of information may well help them fast track their development to the point where they can uh, find themselves in a sales leadership capacity position as soon as possible. Uh, and of course, if you are a returning listener, greatly appreciate you continuing to come in. I know there's a number of people who have been listening from day dot, and I greatly appreciate you listening in, greatly appreciate the feedback that I'm getting, the message I get, the text messages, and also the conversations that I'm having with you. So um, hopefully I continue to add value to you. And uh, as always, if you'd like me to talk about specific topics, please just drop me a line either on LinkedIn or on email. My email is darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. More than happy to have a conversation with you over email, but also more open, more than open, more than open to uh, receiving any information about what sort of topics you'd like me to talk about on upcoming uh, episodes. More than happy to talk about those, but also I'll make sure that I give you a shout out in the episode as well. So I alluded to this, I think yesterday, that uh, the first two days of this week, worked with a great bunch of people from a large organization. Now, I don't have permission to, to share the company's or, uh, the organization name. Suffice to say, a great, iconic uh, Australian organization based here in Melbourne and a great two-day program with a bunch of leaders who uh, had not necessarily had a lot of leadership training in their career so far. And it was, I've got to say, it was a, a phenomenal two days where we d- dug deep and explored all different facets of leadership. Uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about as a result of that. And one of the key things, and I'm going to title this particular episode, The Characteristics of a Leader. Uh, but one of the things I, w- I wanted to talk about up front is when I arrived, the funny story, I arrived at the at the venue, at the function. I'm not going to I'm even not going to name the uh, the name of the organisation. I'm not going to name the name of the organisation. I'm not going to name the hotel or the facility where we where we had the two the two day program. Suffice to say, I arrived at the facility, uh, went into the reception, and said, "Hey, I'm here to provide. Uh, I'm I'm running a program for the next two days. Just uh, wondering if you could please point me to the conference room." And uh, the lady across the counter at reception said, "More than happy to do that, sir. Here is your key." And she proceeded to hand me a key to apartment number 32. And I'm thinking, hmm, geez, this must be a really big apartment complex. And maybe they put us in a really big open room. Or maybe the conference room is sort of self-serve. And maybe it's separate to the organization or the building to the point where they need a key 
to uh, to enter into that particular realm. Uh, alas, no. She said, uh, your apartment, sir, is uh, just out the corner. Turn right from the reception desk. Go up the stairs and uh, you'll see at the top there is apartment number 32. Uh, that is our conference room. So I said, great, thank you. Proceeded up the steps, opened the door, looked inside, and uh, it was an apartment. It was an apartment that had had its uh, it had its couch removed, its furniture in the uh, living room removed, and in its place they'd put a bunch of tables and chairs, and in the corner of the room a big big whiteboard. So I talk a lot about first impressions and how important the first impressions are. And I must say, my first impression was how the hell am I going to deliver two days worth of leadership training in a room that is no bigger than a cupboard? Now, that's a slight exaggeration, but it's a very, very small room. And we had to fit 16 people in this particular room. Now, the way it was set up, and just imagine this U-shape in this room. They had the kitchen on the left-hand side. Uh, They had a little television that you see in most hotel rooms on the wall. There was a little desk just underneath the TV with a with a sort of a glass top, and that was the uh, that was my desk for the facilitator. And uh, there were so many uh, so many chairs. We had chairs at the end of the U. Now, imagine this: in the corner of the room, we had a big whiteboard, which is probably one and a half to two meters long, one of those big electronic ones, diagonally across the corner. Now, there was no way that I could use the whiteboard because the person sitting at the end of the, of the U plus the person at the end of the U next to the person at the end of the U would be sitting there. So I would have had to have literally stood on the table or sat in their lap in order to use the whiteboard. So suffice to say, we started the two days with a bit of a logistical challenge. Now, with the impressions that was created, it was a great test as we talked about leadership across the two days. We took, we did talk about impressions and being intentional with our leadership, but also being adaptable as a leader in any situation that we find ourselves in. And it was interesting to notice the body language of each of the people who, when they walked into the room, they're almost thinking, my God, where have I come? What am I doing? What is this all about? And it was a great example of how, as a leader, we set the tone. And we set the tone in terms of the environment we create. And we've got to be really, really mindful of what we think in terms of what's suitable and what's not, particularly in this case, in terms of of an environment and how that could have an impact on the people and the participants. But I use it to our advantage. And I use it in the so far as first and foremost, we had to keep the doors and the windows open because when you think about it, as we're coming out of COVID, 16 people in a really tight room could be nothing other than potentially a super spreader event. So there was certainly no room for social distancing, uh, but I had to use it to our advantage. And I said, this is a great opportunity for us to have a really cozy, intimate conversation over two days and really get deep into lots of elements of leadership. And uh, we started off on a great foot. And I must say, over the two days, we had some wonderful engagement from the guys and they were ambitious, they were engaged, they were enthusiastic, and they were insatiably curious to the point where the two days absolutely flew like uh, like it was like a five minute uh, five minute conversation, and it was uh, it was a fantastic fantastic two days. And I've got to say thank you to the uh, thank you to the organisation, but more importantly thank you to the participants who asked fantastic questions. And as I said to them over the two days, there's a lot of content we're going to cover, but a lot of the content we ended up covering was not actually in the program, but it came from questions, challenges, insights that they had. And we did a lot of individual case studies and helped them out with their individual challenges that uh, hopefully helped everybody 
further move their leadership forward and, and build their leadership muscle. So I wanted to talk about specifically characteristics of a leader today, which, which we kind of reflected on at the beginning of day one. There was a lot of different topics. And if you've done leadership training or if you work with a leader before or if you're looking at you know, what, what are some of the things that as a leader we need to be really conscious of when it comes to building our leadership muscle, it, there's a lot of stuff that we that we covered, including what what's the difference between leading and managing, and, and leadership and management. If you think back in the day, 1990s, maybe the, even the early 2000s, a lot of the books you saw around were around management books, how to manage effectively. And if you became a manager, then you were sent to management training. And in the early 2000s to the mid 2000s, it was more about how do I now become a better leader. So the difference between managing and leading was a was one of the core elements of the conversation on the first day. We talked about leadership styles and how people are different, how they think differently, behave differently, act differently, uh, communicate differently. We talked about emotional intelligence, how to have to be flexible in terms of our leadership, building trust, uh, utilizing teamwork, how to be a great influencer because at the end of the day, leadership is influence and influence is leadership, how to solve problems and make decisions as a, as a leader how to coach and how to mentor as a great as a great leader, but also how to think about providing feedback, but also managing performance. And not, not the performance management process, but how to manage performance and correct performance before it gets to that formalized performance management process. But I wanted to talk a little bit more about some of the key elements of characteristics of a leader because it set the platform for the conversation over the two days. And as a leader who's listening to this right now, I just want you to contemplate and reflect on some of these characteristics and just ask yourself, as a leader, as a sales leader, or as an aspiring sales leader, do I have some of these characteristics currently in my kit bag, or am I needing to develop in some of these areas so that I can improve my capabilities as a leader and at least give myself an opportunity of improving my leadership credentials, or if you are looking to become a leader, fast track my leadership development to the point where I can get an opportunity in the short term. So it was something that we we resonated with and we spent probably a good hour, hour and a half talking about and it was a phenomenal conversation and I'm not going to talk for that long here, just want to give you a high level overview of some of the characteristics we spoke about of a leader that all of us need to have in place in order to A, fast track our development but give ourselves every opportunity of creating an environment where we can be a great leader and create that environment of sustainable success for our team. The first characteristic, and this is by no means in any particular order of priority, but the first one we talked about was being an authentic leader, being authentic, being honest. Now, sometimes the honesty is not the best policy, but I think being authentic is a much better description of, of what are some of the characteristics we need to demonstrate as a leader. So being able to have the conversation and being an authentic leader when you're having that conversation with anybody can help build that credibility in the eyes of your team. So being authentic and being honest. The second one is being competent. So developing a level of skill set. And I often share with people and I I share with the team on Monday as well that often people are promoted to positions of higher levels of incompetence. And it makes you wonder sometimes how people get to positions that they're in because they don't necessarily demonstrate a level of skill set or competency. And unfortunately, Many of them are actually promoted based on somebody within the organization not being or not having the responsibility or not being prepared to have the conversation to help people drive a high level of competence. So they make it somebody else's problem and either push them sideways or in many cases promote them. But a great leader will have a high level of competence. So there will be a level of skill set. There'll be a level of expertise that they have 
in certain areas that helps them become a great leader in the team that they lead. The next characteristic is great leaders are forward thinking. Now, when you look at the differences between management and leadership, often managers have this ability to look at the here and now, and they're very good at looking at the past to look at what the track record is to start measuring performance and measuring the results as they exist today. What a leader has the capability of is using that as a platform, but they now become more forward-looking. They're looking at what does the next 30, 60, 90 days look like, and they're making plans and starting to think about what are the things that could happen in the next 30, 60, 90 days that they need to be aware of, and therefore start to mitigate some stuff or start to build some strategies around what that would look like. So much, very much a forward-thinking, uh, visionary-type individual. They also need to be intelligent. And when I say intelligent, there's two types. There's the uh, intelligence that we normally think about in terms of the IQ, but more and more in times like 2022, we need to be more emotionally intelligent. So how emotionally intelligent are you? Do you have a level of self-awareness where you know what your emotions are, how those emotions play out, and you can actually regulate those emotions? Do you have a level of self-management, self-control? Can you build great relationships with people with a level of optimism so that you're becoming assertive but also moving the relationship forward and do you have a level of social awareness that you can adjust your style in any certain uh, social environment and be able to read the play as to what is actually going on so a great leader will also have not only a high level of iq in many cases they'll have a very high level of eq and if you look at most organizations today more and more of them are putting in uh, preferences or, or priorities in terms of hiring people who have a high eq much before looking at how high their IQ is. And if we're going to become great leaders, and if you have aspirations to becoming a great leader, then I highly suggest and highly recommend and highly encourage you to build your EQ muscle. The next characteristic of a great leader is that they are fair-minded. They're very tough. They're very uh, specific in terms of what their outcomes are that they're looking for. But they're also very very fair-minded. So they, they treat people with fairness. They treat people with respect. They understand that their way is not necessarily the only way, so they are open to suggestions and they're open to other people's opinions and other people's perspectives that will help them build a much more rounded view of leadership and certainly of business. So they're more than open to that conversation and more than willing to be, uh, to be, I guess, influenced that perhaps there's a different way of looking at things. So they're very, very open-minded. The other part is they're also broad-minded as well. So one thing is to be open-minded and to be fair and reasonable, but they're also broad-minded. And, and again, thinking about that their way is not the only way. There has to be other opportunities. There has to be other ways of doing things, and particularly important when it comes to leading, leading organizations and leading teams in times of challenge, in times of disruption. We need to have a broad-minded individual that's leading the group because it means that they're more open to looking at variety. They're more open to looking at different ways of doing things and more opportunities and more uh, more possibilities that might lead to better outcomes and different outcomes. So the way I look at this is being a broad-minded uh, individual, being a broad-minded leader enables us to more readily and more easily challenge the status quo and not accept things as they always are, but start to look beyond what is currently possible today. So having a broad-minded view is a great uh, characteristic of a leader. Now, with that to happen, the next characteristic makes it really important. That is, we need to have a high level of courage. Courage to look outside the square. Courage to look beyond what is currently there in terms of the evidence that shows what's possible and what's not. Courage to have the conversation. Courage to provide feedback to people when we need to provide them feedback, irrespective of how we might feel as a leader. Also, courage to have the conversations and maybe call out behavior 
of peers, of external stakeholders, of key stakeholders internally, but also having the courage to have the conversation upwards and therefore be prepared to lead upwards. There is no great leader that has existed without that leader showing a high level of courage because many times the leader, if we're continuing to move move forward and continuing to challenge the status quo, we will find ourselves and also find our teams in periods of uncertainty where we're not quite sure which to go. So the leader has to have the courage to experiment, to try new things, to get feedback, to adjust their style, to adjust their path, and maybe even just the tactics to get to where they want to go to, but having the courage to do it anyway. Now, there's two types of courage. One is to courage the courage to try new things. The other one is the courage of their convictions. So you need to be really clear on what you stand for as a leader. And this is why I shared with the team, very importantly, they've got to come up with, what do they stand for as a leader? What do they, what do they value? What are the characteristics that they believe are important for them uh, in terms of espousing their own leadership? Why do they turn up every single day? So they need to understand that because people will always challenge them and they're not necessarily going to be agreeing with what they do and they're certainly not going to be agreeing with the strategy they put in place. So they've got to have the courage of the conviction and you've got to be prepared to stand up for what you believe in, but it starts with knowing what you believe in in the first place and that takes courage. So being a courageous leader is a key characteristic of being a great leader. The other one that uh, we talked about is the fact that they need to be straightforward. And this is something that uh, is really important. And a lot of people have some challenges around, and that is just being really, and I'd link it to authenticity, which is the first one, uh, but being straightforward and having the conversations we know we need to have without embellishing the truth, without softening the truth, being able to have the feedback conversations and be legitimate and being authentic with those conversations, just being straight to the point. Now, granted, you might have to adjust yourself slightly based on the person that's in front of you in terms of their communication style and what resonates with them and not. So you need to know what sort of buttons to push. But uh, this, I link this also to consistency. So a great leader is going to be consistent and they're going to be prepared to have the conversations they need to have when they need to have them, irrespective of how they feel about having them. And so they need to be straightforward, always looking in a straight line knowing though that they can be taken off tangent, but the intention is to go straight straight forward, move straight forward, and, and be really authentic. So there's no guessing game. So what you see is what you get. And that's the level of authenticity and consistency that comes into it. So be straightforward. And the last one we talked about was being imaginative and being inspiring. And we had a really interesting conversation around sometimes how leaders are there to, or expected to be there to motivate their team to get things done. And I said, the, the interesting thing about motivation is uh, motivation really should come from within. And as a leader, we should not be expected and should not be allowed to create a motivational, uh, I guess, environment or be required to motivate our team to do the things they know they need to do. Totally different, though, to creating an environment where people are inspired to be motivated on their own. So what can we do as a leader to be imaginative? What can we do as a leader to create that inspiring environment where people know why they turn up? They want to turn up and they want to not only when they turn up, they want to increase their level of discretionary effort. So how do we become inspirational and how do we become imaginative in there? So they're the the key characteristics we spoke about. There's probably a whole host of other ones that we could probably add to that list. But for the purpose of today's podcast, I just want you to think about from your particular leadership position. Think about each of these characteristics and just ask yourself, how well do I demonstrate these? Where are my strengths? What am I strong in in terms of these of the characteristics? And which one or ones do I have some work to do in terms of development? The other thing to think about is what would your team say as well in terms of the characteristics of a leader and how they would describe you. 
because when we think about it, all the other all the other leadership components we talk about in terms of leadership styles, coaching, mentoring, problem solving, leadership flexibility, emotional intelligence, is all going to be done through the filter of the characteristics of a leader that we demonstrate. So something to think about. And it was great for the guys to contemplate this. It was a fantastic conversation. And uh, they got a huge amount of value out of the characteristics of a leader conversation, which then provided the platform to really delve a lot deeper into a lot of the elements of leadership, which, which only enhanced the characteristics that they're demonstrating right now, but also for many of them, highlighted some characteristics that they need to do some work on so that they can enhance their own leadership capability and really provide high levels of servitude to their team. So I trust that message helps. It certainly helped this team. And uh, if, if the guys on the, on the team are listening, hey, greatly appreciate you spending two days with me. Thoroughly enjoyed working with you. I hope you got some value out of it and uh, very much look forward to the opportunity of uh, re-establishing uh, a connection with you guys and uh, maybe doing some more work with you down the track. So, uh, And if you're listening to this for the first time, hopefully that also resonates with you as well in terms of the characteristics. Now, as we wrap up this particular episode, no episode would be complete without the call to action. And that is, if you are committed to becoming a better leader, if you are committed and want to know how to become an exceptional sales leader, then I love the opportunity of working with you. Let's sit down and have a conversation about what that might look like. Yes, there will be an investment, not just in finance, but also in time, but it is going to be worth it because I'm here to help you become an exceptional sales leader in as little as 90 days, or at least set up the framework and the platform for you to do that in your own time. Very much look forward to that conversation, and the way to do that is simply go to leadwithdarren.com and uh, just follow the prompts, and I look forward to having that conversation. So with that said, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, the 23rd of June, and I very much look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Editor Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.